louder. This is The Machine Shop, hosted by Bobby Amo. afternoon everyone welcome to another episode of the machine shop it has been a minute since i've been on almost exactly three months as i look at a watch that is not on my wrist uh, but here we are today with a new episode and for those well i say for those who can see it but it's going to be for those who are listening um i have a new guest with me today someone i have worked with someone who is also awesome to work with and is a wonderful human being and she goes by the name of sam josie sam you there Howdy. How you doing, Bobby? I'm good. How are you doing today? Not too shabby. It's beautiful out, so I'm just enjoying sitting outside. As I did that earlier myself, I sat outside, had a cigar, and I'm like, it's a good day. It's a beautiful oh, that's day. Fancy. Uh, wait, you got to tell everybody, though, what, what shirt are you wearing? I am wearing Killer Clowns. It's my absolute favorite, one of my favorite horror movies. Probably like my top three. You know, that movie has been getting a lot of love lately, like, conventions everywhere they've been having the reunions i know and i'm so excited about that because i really really want to meet them eventually but it's been very difficult <laughs> i'll say they they just did uh i believe texas frightmare and i know they did um oh, what's the other one out in pencil creature feature they just did i think in the middle of march after mania happened so they they've been already been all over the place good for them yeah i was trying to meet them at uh monster mania but they had that lockdown because like that fire drill occurred oh god. oh god wasn't it like four or five years ago now or something like that a long time ago yeah and i was like in the parking lot like waiting to get in because that's like the main people i wanted to meet was just killer clowns and i saw the tent outside and the fire department was already there i'm like oh what a buzzkill and i think it was a fire drill and then it was also that they had so many people oh yeah that's what i heard that someone <clears throat> I think maybe work there and oversold the tickets or something like that. That's why they started capping because they have to be like, this is sold out. This is because they get too many people now, no, which, that's is good, which is good for them. But at the same time, it's like, you know, yeah. So, but, but uh, what shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing fright rags, Dawn of the dead t-shirt, probably one of their best designed shirts. I love it. Yeah. I like it a lot. It, it, I think they may still have them on there, although generally when they put shirts out, it's a come and go real quick. Yep, yep, yep. I struggle with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we're going to get right into it. Why don't you just give us a little a little bit about yourself and basically what it is you do. You're, you all, I'll say you're a model. You have cosplayed. Uh, we have worked together. But give us a little background on you in the modeling and, and cosplay. It just go for it for a little yeah, bit and yeah. continue. So I've, I've been modeling freelance for over 10 years now. And I started, I think when I was like 15 through model mayhem. And I always wanted to model like since I was a kid, but it was very difficult for me because I am, I am short. So I'm five foot three. So I knew I couldn't be like a high fashion model and stuff like that. But I, 
do it now for fun and, and, you know, for work, you know, I do trade for, um, and I also get paid depending on who I work with, but I thoroughly like enjoy it. I, I've, I can't imagine my life like not modeling at all. I don't care what kind of concept it is. I just got into cosplay about two years ago, but I've tried everything and anything and it just is so like liberating and there's always pros and cons like when you work in this like industry and stuff, but you learn through your mistakes and who you network with. And the only thing I, I like, I am so firm with now, years later, in my 30s, like, you have to have boundaries. Of and, course. you know, um, figure out what you're comfortable with. And don't don't let anybody pressure you to do anything you don't want to do. Um, and don't let anybody, like, people are going to judge you no matter what type of modeling you do or anything in life. But you have to just brush it off your shoulder. Like I used to harp on it when I was younger, but now I'm like, I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, you can, you can judge me. You're not paying my bills. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They can pass the judgment all they want, but they're not doing it. They shouldn't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's very liberating. Like it's, it's just so much fun. Like it's just a happy, healthy escape. Right. You, you literally get to do something. Most people don't get a chance to do. Yeah. And I wish they would because it's a lot of fun. It well, it is. I mean, I'm I'm not a model, I'm a cosplayer, so that's where I I say I blur the line. Someone said you're a yeah. model. I said no, I don't model. I'm a cosplayer. I'm sure I could do one, but I have too much fun playing a character where everybody's like, "I'm fucking scared of you." I'm like, "Thank you very much." <laughs> that's a compliment. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it's a, it's a totally different thing. So you've been doing this now for 10, 10 plus years. Yeah. In the 10 plus years, what, um, I guess, what has always been a constant from, for you as a model? What is something that's always stuck with you or has kept you, I guess, on the path that you're on? Like, you know, I, you know, I know you said, I, but like, what's, what's that one thing? I think, honestly, if I didn't have the support <clears throat> of, like, my family since I was a kid that motivated me to continue to do it because I was so, I don't want like, yeah, like, you know, I definitely wasn't secure, but I, I was always doubtful. I'm like, ah, oh, there's so many like other great photographers, models, like people in this industry. Like, why am I doing this? Why do I bother? And luckily the support that I have like kept me going, but it was also something I always felt like I was a kid ever since I was a kid. I was like, I just, I feel like I could, model like I feel like I can just try and be creative as much as I can and I just didn't want to give up on myself you know unfortunately like I'm very very blessed and very very grateful that you know my current boyfriend like he's just perfect and so supportive with everything I do like I I need that you know it gives you that drive mm -hmm. because if you don't have whether it's modeling or anything in life, if you don't have someone in your circle currently or long-term, whatever, you're not going to have that support that you deserve. And it's going to psychologically kind of skew you in a different direction. Right. Or they're going to try to like maybe manipulate you or convince you to get out of it. And I do have like friends and family members or previous people in my life that aren't current and aren't, you know, long-term 
um, that didn't support me. And, you know, I did give it up for a brief time in my life. And when I tell you, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Bobby, but like I was the most miserable person ever because <laughs> I gave it up and I'm like, I, I, it's a healthy, like addiction and outlet for me. Right. You know, and when you don't have something that's healthy for you, because somebody or other people or whatever is taking that away from you because they're not long-term currently in this moment of your life, it is very detrimental on you. And that's why I'm just like really happy right now because like my family still supports me. Most of them, my friends, the small group I have support me and my awesome boyfriend like supports me. But at the end of the day, like, without anybody's like judgments or opinions, you still have to follow what you want. And that moment in my life where I did stop modeling because someone told me not to do it anymore, I was like, okay, let me see and dissect if I'm okay not having this element of creativity in my life. And I tried and it was not okay. <laughs> I was not okay. <laughs> I was like, I need this, this freedom of expression. Like I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not hurting myself or other people. So what keeps me going is just knowing I do have support, but also I'm true to myself. Uh, right there is, you know, is if you're, I say it all the time for anybody who does, they could do anything you want. If you're not hurting someone, you're not hurting yourself, you know, something don't even worry about what someone else has to say. Cause they're not doing it. If it's not hurting someone else, which I would say that I don't understand how modeling could, but I, that also, I guess, depends on the modeling, but that's to each their own, whenever anybody yeah. does, you know, if it ain't hurting you, uh, don't worry about it. It's almost like that saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, don't touch it if, if it's not yours. Exactly. Yep. So, so for, for that, so yeah, I, I myself never really went through a brief time of not doing cosplaying, modeling, whatever, you know, within that same realm, the hiatus was only that it was COVID and couldn't really do it. And I'm not good at doing it myself. And that's why I have great photographers who can do it throughout your time was the, uh, when it comes to photographers, I know there are models who get very, very specific and ones who just kind of go, yeah, I'll work with this one. As long as they're a good person, I don't give a shit basically, which I've seen. What does it take for you? Cause a model and a photographer have to have a connection. I have connections with the ones I do work with and everything. Uh, always looking to make new, but what does it take for you to make the connection? Give us what it takes for you guys to be like, we're locked in. We can make this work. Let's continue to do it. Yeah. So I, I'm not <clears throat> like, think about the mistakes and, you know, um, troubles I've been through in my past, but currently through what I've learned and what I've dealt with, my whole thing is the few people I work with now that's um, TF, which is obviously, you know, like trade for work. I consider those people not just like a photographer friends. I consider them like my people, like in my mm -hmm. group, but without sounding like cocky or anything like that, but with, with my experience and with my knowledge and all that, I, I do, you know, paid work now. Um, again, unless I feel like we have a friendship bond and that takes a lot 
for me personally to to build with someone. Um, I always try to collaborate with people where I know there are references. So if you are a new photographer, whether it's trade for or you're paying me for my time and my my work, my dedication, the, the clothes I bring, the masks I bring if I'm doing cosplay, I still need references if I do not know you. And I will always say that for people, whether you are a newbie or you're experienced and you may have like, I admit it, like I do have trust issues. Um, I always want to talk to other people to get their input. And I, I follow with that. I have worked with some photographers where they're super rambunctious like me and they're talkative mm -hmm. or they come off like antisocial. But and that's fine as long as we get our work done, whether again mm -hmm. it's trade for or you're paying me. Right. Um, but I will always say, you know, get get references, you know, again, because it you your safety and of course their safety, but if they reach out to you, your safety is a top priority. Right. Absolutely. No, yeah, because you don't know that you know them, but you don't know them exactly it's, it's a whole different type of knowing someone you're it's you don't know if they're a horrible person you don't know if they're a great person or they're a yep. creep or not a creep and that goes for anybody whether it's cosplay or modeling just you do the little diggings and you see what skeletons you find basically so to speak yeah call it, call it what it is uh, i know i have a ton in my closet but those people were horrible people i put them there for a reason exactly so but okay so in um in all your modeling pick for me of modeling what were some of your best experiences photographer wise sh shoot wise and then say uh, picture wise like what were some of your favorite ones in already the big span of time that you've been doing i mean now that i'm my is so crazy like the older you get <laughs> your your tastes and things are completely different than what you were like five years ago or ten years ago or even two years ago whatever but now i'm like so passionate about like bando shoots so i really appreciate when i work with photographers and other models i've had the honor to collaborate with and work with that enjoy doing bando shoots in these abandoned houses because it's a I was about to say, what's a bando shoot? Yeah, was, uh... yeah. So my bad. So bando is like a term for like going into like any type of abandoned place. It could be okay. anything, um, and it could be so disheveled, so messed up. And you know, you're you're taking, you're you're all taking a risk when you go into these shoots because a, I hate to admit it, you're most likely trespassing, um, and right. second of all, like the, the safety purposes, like you don't know what is stable in that place that you are entering. There's been experiences with animals or homeless people like in there, it's very, very dirty. Um, but those recently for the past five years have been my absolute favorite shoots. Um, and besides that, probably the conceptual, like either cosplay or anything horror related. Any Anything creepy, disturbing, it's it's definitely my favorite compared to the typical commercial boudoir high fashion 
no judgment against those models because that takes a lot of work too, but I'm more comfortable and confident doing abandoned shoots and creepy horror stuff. So that's definitely my favorite. In terms of the, the creepy horror, I, I know, like I said, we work together. I've seen several things on your page you've done. Uh, what is it about the horror? Like, obviously, obviously we're two horror nerds or we would yeah. not be having on the shirts that we have. Yeah. <laughs> what is it for you about the horror that's just like, I like doing this? I could say how I like it. I think everybody would get that point right across. Yeah. But for you, what is it that just goes, horror is my thing. And that's what I also like to shoot probably the most at the present time. I'm just like so passionate about it. Like I've always loved Halloween ever since I was a kid. Like I've always loved horror movies. It's just something I'm passionate about. I may not be that knowledgeable, but I enjoy the art behind it. I enjoy the the escape, the creativity, no matter if it's like an indie film, if it's a snuff film, if like any of that stuff, just so unique. And I always wanted to do horror stuff ever since I was a kid. But when I was starting out, when I was younger, it was always the typical, again, no judgment because I respect it completely, but it was always like lingerie, bikini. And it's like, that's great. But I wish I could network with other like-minded people who have the same desire as I do, which is just creating that concept of being different being weird grasping your attention compared to you know lingerie and boudoir because i feel when i speak to some of my other friends in the community or family members like they they've openly admitted they're like i don't want to be covered in blood i don't want to be you know duct taped i don't want to be you know with fake or legitimate real live bugs all over me just for a photo and it's like but i like that extreme passion like you you're right. pushing the limit you're not right. living in the comfort zone so yeah like for me it's kind of like you're you're just even though i'm confident and i love it i'm exceeding something more than the average person, I guess, is comfortable with. Yeah, I get no, I get that because I, as someone who literally does straight horror pretty much all the time, there are people who, in the past, who have done the lingerie and the or do I? How do you say that? Boudoir. 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 There we go. Boudoir. I'm horrible at pronunciation. I, I I would say I would just say the B word. Um, there have been those who have done that and all of a sudden they like see what I do. And it's like, Oh, that's interesting. Can we, can we get involved? I'm like, I literally, my first thing is like, you want to get involved in this? Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I'm covered in blood and I got dirt and soot and grease. And I look like I just crawled out of a, you know, a fucking mud pie. Like that's what you want. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. They're like, Oh my God. It's, it is amazing how some of the models from that are like, yeah, we want to do this. You don't think yep. of it as two things that click together real quick. Yeah. I've noticed that, like, obviously from my experience, like, but for me, it was always because I could not, at that time in my life, I couldn't find people to network with that were interested and passionate about what I really feel confident and happy doing. I feel right. like for me, whether I'm getting paid or it's trade for, if I'm doing lingerie and boudoir and all that, you know, fancy stuff, I feel like it's more daunting and difficult for me compared to 
if someone wants to go to a abandoned shoot or you know cover me in blood and real or fake bugs and right be weird like i'm more confident doing that because it's just something i've always been doing since i was a kid i was always a theater nerd and did halloween attractions like you you know so yeah i, I yeah that that was my thing for about 10 11 years i worked a haunt so that was yeah. to, that was for me I, i've had fake blood in my mouth i've had all kinds of shit all over me i've had so much make i've had more makeup than any model or woman on the planet has ever had on <laughs> I bet. at one time i've had three layers of latex on my face and at the end of the night i'm peeling off my hair as i'm you know it's it's, it's grueling but it's more fun because yeah. you, you get to you get to project something that you don't normally project and afterwards you're kind of like this oh la di da okay i feel good i feel better i got it out you know and you're also like, I don't know about you, but like, I feel like I'm testing my limits, like what in a safe way, like what am I comfortable with? Like, right. do I, am I comfortable being literally like one shoot I did, they buried almost like a six foot hole for me to pretend like I'm in the grave, you know, want to be covered in dirt. Do you, do you want to be in the cold? Do you want to be like, like you, like you were saying with the blood and, and the, the latex and I just feel like that builds more, again, from my experience, more confidence because you are, again, testing your limits in a healthy way. You're not jeopardizing yourself and your safety or the other person, but it's, again, I love lingerie. I love boudoir and, and swimsuit, but I, I feel like all these beautiful men and women out there can pose in that type of risque outfit but i feel like if you ask any guy or girl to smother themselves in mud or gore and blood and guts and dirt and you know <laughs> you know being around all these bugs and this heat when you're in bando shoots i don't feel like that many people would want to be comfortable with that so that's why i was like okay i want to test myself like one of my friends who's a photographer, he was like, you're laying like near glass and bugs. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm choosing to do this. So if I mess up, that's my choice, you know, right. but I'm willing to do it because I feel like this is going to help me be comfortable to be more diverse and bizarre with my posing and the environment around me compared right. to just trying to give that stereotypical appearance of just beauty. Right, which is pretty much stereotyped. Well, if you want to across the board, I guess yeah. I would I would say it is. I, I you know, but it's yeah, because when you do something, you know, it's out of the limits. It's it's daunting, but at the same time, you're like, oh, how can we do different things? What's what can we do to make this look look real? Like for me, I I do use real weapons, but the first thing I say is, yeah, yeah it's real, but I'm like, uh, ain't not a blade on it, ain't gonna cut you. Yeah. Unless, unless you run into it, that yeah, I ain't gonna make you do that. But I wouldn't, you know. I said I, I tend to when it's photo shoots, it's real weapons, yeah. because if I want the fear out of you, what are you gonna be scared of? Something that's plastic, or something that's like, oh, that that is that's got a that's got a nice little cling to it. Yep. So you know, it, it's whatever it is to I for me, it's whatever it is to get the reaction. I want to do it. Yeah. If it means I got to spit blood at you, I'm going to do it. 
but you also have to be comfortable with it too. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be a balance of both sides. But that's like the hard part. I feel like, at least from my experience at some people don't express that type of comfort until right. you're in the middle of the shoot and it's too late and you caused distrust and trauma and stuff like that. Like you're mm -hmm. awesome with communication and like, I hope you and your girlfriend like pat your back all the time because you are like the rare ones like in the community or photography, modeling, cosplay in general. But, like some people, again, from what I've dealt with in over 10 years of my life is like they, they may come off like they're respectful, but in that moment, it's oh no i'm that's not what i said i was not okay with that i did not consent nope nope right for, nope. you know for me as i would say is like look we're here to have a good time it yeah. might be a job but if you ain't having a good time doing it it just sucks it's gonna suck even it's like you wake up every day say i fucking hate my job well, yeah. then what are you doing it for you go to a shoot oh uh, i don't know if i can do this well maybe you shouldn't have signed up or maybe you shouldn't have said yes yes you know okay communicate that you know that uh, there's there should be more communication at shoots than there is about the the mickey mouse shit in life yes <laughs> so i 100 agree with that so when it comes to what were what are some of your favorite horror shoots that you've done uh, now have you done that for the past 10 plus years or that's more recently right that you've no, been doing yeah it's definitely more recent definitely more recent i definitely love like the work like me and you did together for sure because like chris is a great photographer and i love the fact that it just the work he's done at least like the time we shot it makes it seem like it's literal clips from a horror movie right yeah and like i love that i love seeing cosplay photo shoots where it looks like you're just capturing a moment from an actual horror movie instead of just posing quote unquote like a model um so i love that work and i love like when i work with brandon because he is now going into like the horror field and stuff and i'm really really happy and proud of him because his work is just superb and he's so cool so respectful so nice and um yeah, I love his like his his ideas are just so unique. So whenever something comes up, I'm like, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I vouch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be that person. But yeah, it's just been recent because again, I've always wanted to do this, but I just didn't have that connection or network opportunity with people in the past. Right. And now now it's becoming even more prevalent. Because people, I think people now, finally, after hundreds of years, that horror has been around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, finally, it's like, oh, that actually seems like a fun idea, you know? And it's it's always interesting, again, to see who comes out of the world where it's like, yeah, I would love to do that. It's like, you definitely, I'd be the first one to admit it. Like, you don't look like the person to do it. Yeah. But if you want to do it, I, I want to see what you got. Yeah. You Same. know? But, uh, you know, so I know we're going to be doing something at towards the end of June yep. as well. So, and that's a whole, it's actually a whole big shoot we're going to be doing, but we can pretty much do anything we want. Yeah. I'm you excited. Can, you could do the scary, you could do action. You can go do the, you know, you could go do other things over there, whatever you want, you know, but that's the whole thing of it. How do you feel about 
uh, group shoots? Because like I said, the one we're going to be doing is a group shoot. It's basically <laughs> just a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So how do you feel about it when there's multiple people and trying to really, really set a tone for yourself to be like, this is what I want to do for the thing. And you got 10 other people that are doing 10 million different things. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good question because I did my first group shoot, I think a week ago, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago, um, for the first time, I think in a year or two years, because I, I originally started when I was a kid with group shoots, this whole collaboration thing. Right. But I was so young, so naive that I was just like, okay, I'll, you know, pose, shoot, whatever. Like I wasn't confident. Um, but the older I got, which is why I stopped a year or two ago was because I dealt with a lot again, sounds stereotypical, but I dealt with a good majority of divas, but also very, very, very disrespectful photographers. And I was like, uh, the photos, I will admit, came out great, but I was like, I don't want to put myself in that position again. So I stopped up until, right. again, a week or two ago. And it was great. And I kept telling everybody, I was like, I'm really honored and blessed because I was telling like my friends that were there and saying how like scared and nervous I was because of potential perverted or disrespectful photographers and models. Um, but I was like, I don't want to limit myself. I have to give it a chance. So after that, I feel honestly more confident now after experiencing that for the shoot that we're, we're going to be doing, because before that <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm so nervous. And I'm like in my head, I'm like, Bobby, I don't know if I could do this. I'm like, I have, I don't trust people like in general in this community or in real life. And I'm like, I, I've seen some stuff. I dealt with some stuff, but now and this it, gives me hope. So it, I'm excited. I'm so, and if you had said you couldn't do it, I'd be like, hey, it's no big deal. We'll find another yeah. date. You know, that that's the one thing, but there are some people who would have looked at you like, no, you have to do it. You know, yeah. for that one, I was like, cause we were going to do one. And then I'm like, my buddy messaged me about it, and I said, can I invite someone if I can? He says, yeah. That's why I was like, I know we want to do it. It's the perfect spot. We can do all the horror we fucking want. There's going to be photographers. I don't know if Chris will be there. I have to message oh, him to see if he is. So, but, you know, it's like you could go for it. It's because the, the group that's there I've worked with. Okay. I've never had a bad experience with them. You know, but that's also me because also yeah. – Look at me. Nobody's going to say, you need to do this. I'll be like, hey, no. It's a simple no, no and it's it's done. Really respectful, though. Like, you're really, like, straightforward, nice, calm, like, chill. Because, yeah, like, looking at you, you are very intimidating, like, appearance-wise and stuff. Yes. But, like, you... Like, that's why it's so, from my, again, experience, like, it's so rare to come by that because some people are just like, okay, well, you know, here we go. And, like, some shit show happens, like, in the middle or the end or maybe even the mm -hmm. beginning. But you and Chris were just so, like, okay, so this is, you know, A, B, and C. Let me know if you're comfortable or not. And you both kept reiterating that, and that's something I wish more people in this field, you know, did in this in this i i think for me i think that just has to do with my demeanor i'm a very calm person in general it takes a lot to get me riled up so if i'm working with someone for the first time i don't really think that's not you know, like look we're here to do this we're not here to have be a diva moment which 
I couldn't be one if I was paid to. I'd be like, oh, all right, thanks. Like I got them, you know. Yeah. So for me, it's always like, like I said, it's we're here to have fun. We're here to make good content. If you ain't comfortable with something, you don't say something that's on you. Exactly. If yep. you do, you know, and then if you're over here like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, well, so then why'd you do it? If you didn't want that five gallon thing of blood on you, you should have said something before it got poured on you. Agreed. But there, there are some people who don't do that. Or more than some, I should say, probably more than some. And that's why, like, I always appreciate, like, the time that I may have to think about, like, again, like the group shoot, like I was going back and forth. I'm like, can I do it? Can I not do it? But whether I choose, which I'm still doing, obviously, but like if I chose not to, obviously that's on me. It's it's nobody else. Or if I choose to do it and something happens or whatever, like I'm I'm choosing to to be in that environment. And if something like is presented to me with a photographer or a model that I'm not okay with, I'm gonna be like, no, buddy, nah, not cool with that. Or yeah. what? But that's why I'm happy that now I'm the more I've been thinking about it, I'm like, I'm super <laughs> excited because that group shoot I did a week or two ago, I was like, yay, it gives me hope. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can put my foot down and speak up and, you know, you have a voice and stuff because you're around so many different human beings with different beliefs and their boundaries. And I can be a people pleaser, but I'm like, no, I'm like, if I'm not comfortable, I'm putting my foot down. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what you have to do. That's what anybody has to do. Agreed. You know, whether you're a man or a woman, say, oh, I want you to do this. Like, mm, no. And especially, uh, I've never experienced this. I've seen it where there's people who do certain things and they have a significant other at home. And it's like, eh, come on, man, that, that, that ain't right. Yeah. You know, you know that. So it's always just like, just be smart. Yeah. Do, do what's comfortable and do what's good. Yeah, we've talked about that before where I'm just like, no, like whenever, you know, I'm happy where I'm at, you know, with with my life and, and my relationship, mm -hmm. sure. And I always made it straight. I'm like, this is my communication. Like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. And if there's something changes, I'm going to talk to you first before I do anything. Yeah. Because you, whether it's a partner or yourself your own soul your own morals your own ethics you got to think about it and be honest with yourself mm -hmm, yeah. okay with it or not but especially when you're in a relationship whether it's dating serious marriage or whatever like you you're a team and you got to talk yeah. about that because maybe you're comfortable with something but maybe your spouse isn't you can't just assume so you have to have that open communication because mm -hmm. if not then <laughs> there's going to be a lot of disappointment and a lot of problems. Yeah. No, like any, any shoot I ever do. I literally look at my girlfriend and go, honey, I'm doing a shoot that day. Okay. What's it for? It's horror related nine times out of 10. Cause the, yeah. tenth, time, the tenth time is going to be horror related. So 10 times out of 10, it's all horror related. And I say, you know, if, if you're not, com you know, if you're not comfortable with it, you, could, you just got to tell me. Yep. Cause if you say no, it's automatically a no. Yes. Cause exactly. that's my, because she's my partner for life you know we're, we're definitely gonna get married and everything i love her to death so it's like hey she's like look if you love doing it do it just you know don't do anything you wouldn't normally do and i'm like well as long as i'm pinning someone against the wall with a machete i'm good yeah i said i'm happy <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything else really it's as long as it's fun and scary and having a good time yeah i, I don't care you know yeah 
creative outlet. And, you know, I feel the same way, you know, with my boyfriend too. I'm like, I know for me, like I'm, I want to be with him and I'm going to be like for the rest of my life. And cause I'm so grateful to finally have a partner who's super supportive and op open and understanding. And like, if there's any discrepancies or problems or issues or miscommunication, like they talk to you like a respectful, normal human being instead of mm -hmm. antagonizing you and yelling at you and just guilt tripping you when as the model or as the cosplayer or as the artistic person, you know, you've done nothing wrong. Like, you right. know, your conscious is clean, but then this person that claims they care about you is just yelling at you and degrading you. It's like that, that's not what I want. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very happy that I'm, I'm finally with someone who's super, super supportive. And yeah, communication is everything because I'm not going to go to do a shoot or anything, even if it's something basic and simple without just telling them like, right yeah it's just it's not a control thing or anything it's just about like you respect one another and no matter if it's modeling cosplay photography work in general if you're in a relationship and you know that person's going to be your partner for the long haul they're your top priority no matter of what. course absolutely uh yeah no, 100% agree. So we're also going to call this episode the relationship topics in modeling and cosplay. <laughs> Do the right thing. Don't fuck it around. I'm glad that we were like on that same page too. So, all right. So a couple other, well, more than a couple other quick questions. So on the subject of horror, when did you start watching horror movies? What well, age? Maybe like five. Okay. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Like yeah. I was a baby <laughs> <laughs> i was I, I was five or seven was it do you remember the first movie you watched halloween six oh, it was wow. a it was a friday morning before i went to school before you went to school that's a great my, way to start your day my my brother had gotten at the time all of the halloweens on vhs and i was curious like okay and it's you know i had the cover and it said halloween curse of mike mars the scariest halloween of them all and my brain just went yeah pick that one <laughs> why wouldn't why wouldn't it say that on the cover pick it yeah and i picked it that was it that was it wow ever ever since then <laughs> it's been a love affair well you've been imprinted by horror but yeah literally there yeah there were some times where my mom would just go like this and I'm like, what? No, what? I said, what? What, 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 what? what do you want me to do? I like it. It ain't harming nobody. It ain't harming yeah. me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just my hobby. It's what I enjoy. What was your, do you remember your first horror movie? It, honestly, it was either um, Jeepers Creepers or Resident Evil. But I do remember my, my family has raised me off of horror, even before okay. I watched horror movies, because my dad's like a, a hardcore he's a history professor but he's also very educated when it comes to horror in general and he was obsessed with the resident evil playstation video game ah uh, okay so he would have parties when i was younger and have like family members and friends come over and just play literally that game the entire night that's cool and i remember being scared out of my mind but at the same time like i couldn't stop watching mm-hmm it was like a like a like a train wreck. I was like, I don't want to see it, but I do want to see it. Yeah. And that's all he did for 
like a good year. And I was like, yeah, I think I kind of like this stuff. <laughs> I need to watch more. So luckily my parents are very, very into horror. And he brought me, he brought me to a chiller show. He was the one that introduced me to all those conventions and stuff like that and met people. So I was very fortunate because <laughs> I guess it runs in the family maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I discovered it on my own and then my uncle bought me to chiller theater and monster mania to start nice but the funny part is is when texas chainsaw massacre the beginning came out i somehow i don't even remember how i asked my father i said hey the new texas chainsaw movie's out can can you take me and he said yes by some i i'm I, 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 so so what was i 10 11 12 i was 13 Wow. And I, I, I'm sure he was thinking in his head, like, what the fuck you got me watching here? I'm like, yeah. you said yes. <laughs> but I always joke, I don't know about you, but I always joke with my parents and, like, my boyfriend and, and my sister even, who's, like, not into horror at all. But I was like, things could be worse. Like, we could all be addicted to other things. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Problems. Uh, yeah no there could be there could be i could be doing drugs instead but no i'm over here watching friday the 13th part five for the 15,000th time exactly yep uh also another another one give me your top five horror movies oh top five okay Ooh. that's right no listen there are some questions it's like you're on the spot now oh i'm excited okay obviously scream as you know uh, killer clowns sorry uh the thing what do you mean did you say the thing Wait, no, no, you... I said that to Scream. Sorry. Oh, like, yeah. dude, come on, it's awesome. Scream, uh, Killer Clowns, The Thing, um, anything that's found footage, like The Bay. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not seen The Bay. I've seen plenty of found. My favorite found footage is uh, Houses October Built. Yeah, that's good. And um, what's another found? I love found footage, like so bad. Um, I'm trying to think. I love found footage. I mean, Blair Witch did mess me up. So I guess I'll keep it there because that was my first ever found footage movie that I watched with my sister because she's 10 years older than me. And I watched it with her and I just, I think I was kind of traumatized. <laughs> There's always that one movie that traumatizes us. Yeah. Always that one. And the only reason why I went would scream. Yeah, why? I if, here's here's my thing, but I can also be considered a um, hypocrite because of what my favorite movie is in general of, of horror movies. Uh -huh. Scream did what it had to do in a time it needed to do. Yes. The only issues that I have is it's it's you know somebody says Ghostface is the greatest killer. I'm like, yeah, which which Ghostface? <laughs> And then All they right. go. I didn't, and, think of that. I didn't think of that. And then they go, "Well, Ghostface." I'm like, "Well, there's two from the first movie. If we're going to get technical, you got at least one new one every movie. Oh, this one's the daughter of Stu, the daughter of this." I'm like, Ugh. I mean, of course, like I'm like the like original like OG because that movie, besides like Blair Witch, like messed me up. Like when Drew Barrymore was on that tree, I still can't watch it. Like I tell Jimmy all the time, I'm like, I can't watch that opening scene. Like it just messed me up. So Stu and Billy. Definitely my faves of Ghostface. Okay. Like like the first movie I I the first two 
to me, I don't care what anyone's, are still the best of the whole series. Three was okay. Four was enjoyable. And I actually haven't seen five or six. Uh, they were two movies. I did not rush out to the theaters to see. So I was like, eh, it's, it's, it's not that I don't want to watch them. It's just, it's not on my priority list. And I admit that. Yeah. But, but my I, other thing. It, it, it is good to watch. I wasn't disappointed. I thought I was going to be because, of course, when they keep just continuing the franchise over and over again, you're like, when is it enough? When are you going to stop? I So I wasn't disappointed. So I definitely recommend it. Okay. Well, and that my other thing is, is nearly every movie, nearly, is all about Sydney, whether or not she's in it to some sort of degree. Huh? I love Sydney. I know, but... She should have died in the third movie. She should have died. <laughs> well, she's, uh, she, you know, that's her character, I guess. <laughs> that's just, that's uh, but but now, now here's where I probably sound like a hypocrite. Halloween is my number one. Yep. But then people will say, what about Lori? I'm like, well, technically Lori was out for a few movies. They actually did do something a little bit different, you know? So I, I, I argue that all day long. I, now, I can't. How to choose? Is it? What do you prefer, Michael or Jason? Hmm. Michael. You had to think about that for a second. Yeah, I agree. I and I play, and I play Jason a lot, but yep, my body is not in the shape that I want it to be to to Michael yet, which I'm working on. What's, what do you mean the shape? What do you mean? Literally, Mike, I got to slim down a little bit more. It's got to fit the suit the right way. Because if for me, if it don't look right in one section, I ain't doing it. True. So, but I would, Michael. Michael, I agree. Yep. I had that debate with that person at Monster Mania, and I was like, Michael all the way. Although I will say, as a slasher, though, Jason doesn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. No, that that's a good point. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I would say, so that's where people go, well, you like Halloween. It's the same thing over and over again. I'm like, well, their third movie was a totally different movie than anything I, else. <laughs> no, but I do love that one. Oh, so do I. Oh, it's yeah. easily, it's not just a Halloween movie. It's just a fun movie. And do you ever notice like people either love it or hate it? Yes. There's, oh, there is, yeah, no, there is nobody who's like on the fence about it. It's kind of like uh uh, Jason goes to hell in the Friday Thirteenth series. You either like yeah. it or you don't like it. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I like it. I, and I wave that flag. Not a problem. At least you're proud. Damn right I am. I'm a proud hellion. That's fine <laughs> with me. So, all right, back to the modeling a little bit here. Is there anything you have done that you would do again, or is there things you haven't done that you are most looking forward to? to do or that you haven't planned yet like what's here actually here to sum that quote what's your fantasy sh model shoot and your fantasy cosplay shoot oh that's a good yeah. one oh wow that's a good question because i keep forgetting like for me it's like two separate things because i still consider it like the same um modeling i mm, i don't know i think i would like to do just more bando shoots and mess around like with any abandoned places i can find and manipulate the whole scene um and work with it and try to get myself out of that comfort zone in the building whether it's by myself or i work with other models because i feel like it's such a good challenge for me physically right. and mentally um to create art 
and cosplay, I, when you said that, I don't know why, but I randomly thought of this idea of a good handful of people that are dressed up as zombies, like chasing after one victim. Ooh. So like a herd of zombies, like kind of like, okay, sounds cheesy and typical, but like a walking dead type of scene where okay. you can find, or you can manipulate through Photoshop. I don't know, like a bunch of people in the background, but the main person of the victim is in front. Right. 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 Like from the zombies and stuff like that. Cause I've, I've worked with some people in cosplay, but not that many people <laughs> to create that type of look. So that's a, that's a cool random idea. That sounds like it would be such a just to play a zombie would be such a fun time just for that. Yeah, because you're all going after the same person. Yeah, like 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 a World War Z type of thing, like all Ooh, those that, crazy. That that would be okay. That zombies. That would be fun. That would be very fun. Yeah, especially like if you do like little clips and stuff. That if. I agree with that. I mean, the shoot will be doing, there will be a bunch of people, but I, I don't know how many of them we could convince to be a zombie, but keep it in the back of your head for a little yeah. bit because that would be such a fun time. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I'll definitely, you know, remember that and I'll bring all my masks. <laughs> mm -hmm. I yeah, I'll be changing some things around here and all my masks will be on display. So eventually they're all going to be display pieces anyway. So very nice. So, uh, do you collect horror or no? You don't collect it or you do? I don't, but my dad does. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I just, I buy merch, like clothes and posters. To me, I feel like that's like a, like not a collection because I've seen like hardcore horror fans like with all the DVDs and like all the different, <laughs> <laughs> as he's looking around. As like, I look over, I'm like, yep, that's there. Yep, that's there. <laughs> Yep, exactly. So I'm like, I'm I'm dedicated, but like not that dedicated because I'd rather save my money to like meet the celebrities if I do, or you know, buy a sick costume like for cosplay or for Halloween and stuff. But if I had the money, I would. <laughs> See, that's that's where for me it's it's such a double edged sword because I'm like, yeah, I want more stuff, but I need more costumes, but I need more autographs. I need it all. Oh boy. <laughs> but uh Back for the autograph thing, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm going to be 30 this year. I, I've met a quite a few of them. My issue now when I go to meet them is what can I ask you that you have not been asked? Because it's such a hard thing to do. Oh, that's a good one. That I, I like the, the only person who I ever have a conversation with is like Kane Hodder because I've met him so yeah. many times. He's like so I could look. I could literally be like, how the hell are you doing? Like, what's going on and shit? And he's like, oh, you know, got this and this. But like somebody else, like say, like say Bruce Campbell came to town. I wouldn't know what to ask him because I'm like, what have you not been asked? Like, what do you want exactly. me to ask you? Like, what's like, what's the size of your underwear? Like, I don't know what to <laughs> ask you. <laughs> Maybe like, what's your favorite candy? What's your pet peeve? <laughs> like, do you, do you like fast food or you like cuisine fancy food yeah I like probably random stuff that they could probably be ever asked because i feel like they've heard it all like what's your most difficult movie or what's your most difficult role or and it's like find something different to ask yeah it's it's tough 
But I've also found that if I see a celebrity somewhere where they're not meeting people and you, I strike up a conversation, it's a lot better because we're I, talking yep. as human beings. Yep. Agreed. Not, not your, oh, you're Candyman. It's like, oh, you're Tony Todd. Hi, how the fuck, you know, how the fuck are you? Like, I just shoot the shit. That's why I like when I, you randomly run into them after hours, whether it's mm -hmm. like a bathroom, a restaurant, or the bar, and they're just chilling and they're more relaxed because you don't have that pressure of like the line behind you mm -hmm. or, or just like giving out your money, understandably, of course. But then it's like you're eliminated within 10 seconds to ask any question. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. But then there are also some celebrities who could literally talk for forever. They, any fan, they'd be like, oh, you know, absolutely come take a seat, like sit for a minute yeah. or so. And I've had that happen a couple of times. I'm like, you got a whole line of people, man. Like you got to keep it moving. Not trying to be that person, but you do. Yeah. It's like you're, you know, you're getting paid for this right now, buddy. But, you know, I, I think that's very humble of them to do that, to have that engagement and have that conversation and the interaction with each fan that they yeah. need. It, I've had I've had more than many wonderful occasions, not so many very bad ones. So, all right, so we'll do these couple to round it out. Is there any celebrity that you want to meet but have not met or have met and had a bad experience with? Not a good experience, a bad one. Honestly, I'm really grateful that the celebrities I've met so far have been wonderful, like really, really nice better than I expected, to be honest. Um, there's so many celebrities that I want to meet, but I'm just so nervous because I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't want my heart to be broken like a buzzkill. Like, if I do eventually meet them and I find out they're just kind of mean or dismissive. But the few that I have met have been super sweet. Like, I love... I know he's not, like, in the horror thing that much, but Sean Patrick Flannery... I I've heard, heard love, good things. Like, he's, oh my God, he's such a sweetheart. So nice. But I'm grateful for those opportunities. So I tiptoe, I tiptoe around it, you know, who I want to meet. Mm -hmm. But the main people, like, I would like to meet, um, it's like Matthew Lillard. Mm -hmm. Anybody in, you know, Friday the 13th, um, anybody from Halloween and, and, all those typical, you know, franchise movies and stuff. But again, I feel like, I don't know how you are when you're not dressed up as cosplay, but like I kind of pace back and forth at their booth to get a vibe of their personality when they interact with people. <laughs> I'm neurotic like that where I'm like, is this, is this worth it? Am I going to be heartbroken? See, no, now I'm just more like this. Hi, I'm here to meet you. How the <laughs> hell are you today? <laughs> I'm just like, like, I'm just this tall guy who's just like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. Come here often. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, I'm just kind of just like, hi. Hey, that's it. You? Yeah, that's it. I, I just, today? I, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just going to go right for it because if I just don't do it, it ain't going to happen. So I just got to go do it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I got to try that next time. <laughs> well, you, you got plenty of guests coming to Monster Mania in August, so I suggest you get there a day and do it. Oh, I'm so excited. I got to prepare. You still have time. You still have three months? Yeah. Two, but it two, like 
man. Two and a half months, something like that. I still got to get some costumes in order for that. I'm I'm not bringing Jason this time, so I'm doing other. What are you ones. gonna bring? Now where's the surprise? Uh, well, I, yeah, I know I can tell. Uh, so if I get my Terminator stuff back, I will bring the Terminator. I'm also. You ever seen the movie Last Action Hero? No, don't judge me, but no. No, I'm not going to judge you. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Okay. He, he plays a character called Jack Slater. I'm going to bring that if I can. And then something else horror related. I'm just not sure yet what. Hmm. Well, again, so, you about it. It just depends on like what you want to go for. Well, I I, I want to. I'm just going to do Jason and Michael for shoots this year. I think I'm going to leave them off of conventions because there's just so many of them. Are you going to have time to like meet people though? There's always time. Okay. There's always time to meet people. There's always time to see the people and the friends and everything. Yeah. Not only that, I'll be two characters who can talk. So it's not like you won't see. It's not me. It's me. Exactly. So that's that's where it plays into. Good for you. Well, I try. So to round this out, another one. What has been your favorite convention you've been to? Uh, pro well, I, it's going to sound cheesy, but probably Horicon when I was working there, just because that's how I met my boyfriend. Okay. So, like I was working there and even though there wasn't that many celebrities and I was working, it still was a great time because it, I'm working and I built my confidence to sell whatever merch I was trying to sell. You know, I ran into my old cosplay friends and that's how I met my boyfriend. But so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But when it comes to the, the big conventions for me, my experience is Monster Mania when it comes to those. Nice. Very nice. That's what, yeah. I, like to, that's what I like to hear. Very nice. Yeah. So what so what we're going to do now is why don't you tell everyone where they can find your content and. If you're also where your social media, where that, where can they find you so they can see what you do? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I kind of live under a rock. I do not have Facebook, but I have snap, uh, Instagram. I have my name as my model account is Sam X Josie. Um, and that's where I promote all of my monologues and all of my modeling photo shoots, whether it's cosplay and, everything in between okay all right beautiful so so anybody listening to this go find sam josie on instagram and say your instagram handle one more time it's sam x josie type that into instagram take a look at her stuff give her a follow see you know see what's going on she's always got great stuff coming your way and that's what's going to be wrapping up this episode of uh, The Machine Shop. I am your host, Bobby A. Moan, and this is also from the Project Ladder page where you could find the Gore and More podcast, the Beatle Bros, uh, T.J. Bowser Power Hour, and a ton of other content and a ton of other podcasts. So be sure to join in for those shows and also me being on the Gore and More podcast along with John, Chad, Brody, and Lord Scuba. Join us every Monday at 6.30 p.m., 645 sharp, roughly around then. And give that a look on Project Ladder. Give all the shows I mentioned. Give this young lady some love. She does great work. She might also kick your ass too, but that's on her. So that's going to round out this episode. I am your host, Bobby Amon. 
This was Sam Josie. Thank you for coming on with me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you, Bobby. It was a pleasure and an honor having you here. So for everybody listening, uh, stay tuned for next month for another episode of The Machine Shop. We'll see you guys later. Have a good night.